Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Calgary, Canada today with my good friend Tom Drake of maplemoney.com and the Maple Money podcast. We met at FinCon and I knew he would be awesome for the show. In this episode, Tom tells us all about the Calgary Stampede, which is an annual rodeo and Western Heritage Festival that draws people from all around the world. Then we'll learn how to get a free access to the Calgary Tower. And finally, Tom shares where to find a dinosaur capital of the world. You'll hear these three unique stories about Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Calgary. Before we get started, I'd love it if you give my show a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback improves the interviews and helps new listeners find the shows. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey, Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hey, so I'm really excited to learn all about Calgary, Alberta, Canada today. Yeah, uh, recently, well, not too recently now. It's been about three years I've lived in the area, so uh, I'm still exploring it and, and falling in love with it. Calgary has been on my bucket list of places to visit because I want to visit all the different places that have professional sports teams. And obviously the Calgary Flames is a, is a big thing there in Calgary, but uh, I don't really know much else about the city. So I l- I'd love to hear all about it from you. Yeah. Um, originally, I, I moved here from Edmonton, so I'm more of a Edmonton Oilers fan. Uh, okay. As much as I love the city, I'm not switching sports teams. <laughs> all right. So you came here about three years ago. What brought you to the city? Uh, originally for work, the company I worked for was, uh, consolidating the offices. So it was either move down or, or not have a job. So I had lived in Edmonton most of my life, or at least in the area. It was a tough decision at first, but the more we thought about it, the more we, we realized how, how good it was going to be for our family to move down here. I actually live in Airdrie, which is a very small city, just right on the edge of Calgary. So it's, uh, basically one in the same, but, but we actually moved to Airdrie, which is, full of families. Everybody's kind of 30 to 40 with, with kids. Oh, that sounds perfect. Like a little, little suburb action doesn't hurt anybody, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So now that you've been there for a couple of years and like one or two words, how would you describe the city or the people that live there? I think I find it to just be a beautiful place. I can go on my back deck and see the Rockies and there's a lot of rolling hills in the city. It's, it's not a, a, a flat city. As much as I liked Edmonton, it was very flat prairies kind of city. So I just like the look of, of the rolling hills and the Rockies in the background. Nice. And so for those of us that maybe don't know exactly where Calgary is, obviously it's in Canada. What portion of, of Canada is it in? Or where would you say it's uh, kind of aligned with within the United States? Mm-hmm. So it's in Alberta, which is basically it's Western Canada, uh, just one province over. It goes BC and then Alberta. Okay. Uh, I think that puts us basically north of Montana. All right. I kind of joke that Alberta and especially Calgary is kind of the Texas of, of Canada. It's uh, conservatives, cowboys, steak, <laughs> oil. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of similarities. Right on. Well, if people are coming to visit Calgary, obviously it gets cold there in the winter, but 
what's the weather like? Are there certain times of the year that are better to visit than others? Or how does that work? It does get cold, but I have to say in our defense, um, we get these things called Chinooks, which is some hot air that comes off the mountains. And I'm no scientist to explain this very well, but uh, but basically every once in a while we get these hot breezes that kind of, it can take it from being well below freezing to back up towards freezing. Uh, here that's zero Celsius, but um, it gives a nice little reprieve in the winter. It's not this sort of nonstop cold that you can get in other places in Canada. It's just a... We'll get that occasional hot, uh, windy week that kind of melts some of the snow and gives us a break. Otherwise, the summer's great too. Something like uh, Banff and Lake Louise are, are just a quick drive away into the Rockies. Um, and they're nice to see either time. You could come in the winter for skiing or you could come in the summer. Uh, see Lake Louise is, is beautiful and there's a mountain you can climb and get tea at the top and everything. So it's both seasons. Um, spring and fall aren't as interesting to me, but I'd say summer and winter are probably worth the visit. Yeah. Like I said, I'd like to come there for a hockey game. So probably not Mm going to make that happen in the summertime, you know, (laughs) it kind of intrigued me. You mentioned that there's, there's a mountain you can climb and then have tea at the top. What is that? Yeah. I can't remember the name of the mountain, but, um, the only reason I remembered it is recently I, I was talking to Nick true, who we both know, and he loves Banff area. He couldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> he had pictures <laughs> on his phone that he actually made this climb. I have not. He made the climb and they, there's a lake at the top and they, they pull the water from there and, and make tea in this, this little cabin. And it's kind of one of the big things to do in the Banff area, but, uh, I have not climbed up there. Well, for the listeners, Nick was our guest for Chattanooga, so I'll have to reach out to him and ask him all about that for sure. <laughs> for sure. Okay. So when people come into Calgary, Obviously, there's an airport nearby. Uh, when you get to the airport, is it something you need to rent a car? Is there public transportation? What's the best way to get around? I prefer Uber. We are an Uber city. It took a little while. It kind of came and, and got forced out by the city, and now it's it's back under uh, – they actually made up a set of rules kind of thing to bring it back. And uh, so we do have Uber. Um, we don't have we – ha- we have a subway, but it doesn't go to the airport. So uh, – for for most people visiting, most things are in the downtown area, okay. or at least or at least connected to the subway. Uh, like the zoo is a little bit further out, but it's it's on the subway line. But the airport is not. So so whether it's a, a Uber or a cab to get downtown to hotels down there, that would probably be your best bet. Okay, and then but when and then once you're downtown, then you it's pretty easy to walk around, or do you need a, a car at that point? Yeah, there's lots to walk around. Um, it's it's not a, a huge downtown. So you can kind of get everywhere that you need to. There's lots of things down there that we can get into. Uh, uh, things like Calgary Tower are certainly uh, one of the bigger th- attractions there. Um, and then again, yeah, thing, things like the the zoo or or Telespark, which is a science center, those are within a subway ride. Right on. Well, let's go and talk about some of the things that do there then. Uh, you said there's a the Calgary Tower. What's that? Yeah, so Calgary Tower is not all that different than other towers. Uh, <laughs> it's maybe maybe most comparable to the Space Needle in Seattle, where it's it's certainly not crazy tall like like CN Tower in Toronto, but uh, it, it's a nice tower. It's got a restaurant up there. It's got the the glass floors that you can stand on. So it's pretty normal what you would expect if you like to go up the different towers at different cities. But uh, it's definitely one of the better things to see in the city. And then uh, the zoo is. Probably the best zoo I've seen in Canada. The one in Toronto is pretty good too. Okay, uh, but it, but it's a real D 
decent zoo that that sort of has the whole range of animals and uh there's some smaller canadian zoos that don't seem to have much (laughs) they they might have one elephant and no lions or anything like that so this one's pretty complete nice and so like for things like the calgary zoo is there a way to get discounted tickets to get in there or do you have to pay full price like like everybody else um, that's a good question. I, with us, we actually have a membership there. And as part of that membership, we, we actually do get some discounted tickets. Uh, so I guess, I guess the first step is if you're visiting and then you know someone, uh, ask them if they might have a membership. I believe there are other uh, ways of getting that. Uh, I think I might have seen one on their site before, but when I didn't live here and, and visited, I think if you kind of Google around that they do exist. All right. Well, kind of speaking of animals, uh, one of the things that's really popular in Calgary is the Calgary Stampede. Yes, that's sort of the attraction we're known for around the world. It's got the rodeo aspect of it with with horse races and all that, and then it's also a fair. Not again, nothing super different from other cities on on the fair side. It's the the usual traveling carnival. One of the things we're known for is some kind of ridiculous food options. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we have our share of things covered in bugs or. Uh, deep fried anything like chocolate bars to ice cream. And so I think it's part of the the marketing to see how, how wild the food options can be every year. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the deep fried things like deep fried ice cream. I'm not sure how that works, but um, hearing about food covered in in the bugs, what is that all about? Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but, but they had some this summer. Uh, I did not have any (laughs) where it's uh, whatever the food was, it, covered in bugs sometimes there's grasshoppers or uh, or it might have been crickets more exactly and uh things like not worms or maybe maybe they're dried worms at least but <laughs> uh and i don't know how much of these they sell or if it is just to, to get people just <laughs> the novelty of it all yeah yeah hey, i would i would say i'm like not that adventurous with food and sometimes i'm pretty happy about it because i don't know how i'd react if i tried to eat one of those yeah on the the middle ground of that there's certainly going to be something interesting that you will eat that you've never had it doesn't all have to be that wild it might just be a a unique flavor um like still a little strange but i think they had this year uh dill pickle flavored cotton candy um oh. <laughs> so a little less adventurous but definitely different <laughs> for sure and uh i think you mentioned that there's a couple of days that families can get in for free yes there's a family day and a kid's day uh, if I remember the exact details, I think I've been to both. I think the family day is, is a discounted day and the kids day is definitely uh, kids get in free up to a certain time. So if you can hit those right days, not, not only are you buying less tickets to go to it, but, uh, there's normally events around that because they realize, well, this is kids day. So they're going to have a, a kid friendly rodeo show on. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely the way to go. That sounds pretty fun. One of the things you also mentioned was the uh, Telus Park. Uh, it's Telus Spark. Okay. Yeah. It's a science center. Uh, we've gone quite a few times. My kids have even had uh, sleepovers there with their scout groups. It's got all the usual things that are very hands-on and lots of things to climb around and flip and pull and everything else. <laughs> it's probably one of the better uh, science centers I've seen. Uh, the, the one in Vancouver is quite nice too, but we definitely like this. Um, again, it's a very family-friendly place. Yeah, I like going to those type of things when I'm traveling because, you know, a lot of the attractions are, are generally geared towards adults or at least like teenagers, but there's not always a lot that's geared towards kids that are kind of like in that five to like 12 year age range. 
And I think that like the science centers like that are, are perfect because it gives them something that's specifically just for them and uh, gives the parents a little bit of a chance to relax a little bit and let the kids run wild and, and enjoy it all. And unlike other museums, you're not supposed to touch anything. Those kids' uh, museums like that encourage interaction, which is really awesome. Exactly. Um, another thing my kids really like, but is a bit of a travel issue, is Callaway Park. It's uh, an outdoor amusement park, but it's a little bit out of town. It is on the way, though, to Banff. So if you're in the city and you want to get out to the mountains, uh, Callaway Park could be part of that trip just outside of Calgary, but certainly on the way to Banff on the same highway. Oh, right on. And that's just like a normal amusement park, kind of like the roller coasters and rides, things like that? Yeah, they've got the roller coasters and the splashy water rides and <laughs> the things that'll twist you in all sorts of different directions. Uh, many years, we didn't this year, but a lot of the other years uh, so far, we've gotten the annual pass for that. I think you break even if you visit twice, basically. So it was a pretty easy decision. Right on. So even if you're a visitor and you plan on going a couple of days, yeah. just buy the annual pass and then maybe get some discounts on food and drinks while also being able to go there for a couple of days and, and like you said, breaking even. Yeah. And, and Callaway Park actually has an RV park attached to it uh, if you're traveling that way. Oh, cool. Now, another thing that's uh, kind of for the thrill seekers is something called Skyline Luge. Yeah. So um, back in, I want to say 1988, I don't have it in front of me, but I think 1988, we had uh, Winter Olympics here. So there's a lot of things that are still around from then. And, and the Skyline Luge is one of those. Uh, so basically, you get to hurdle yourself down a track on this this little luge sled uh, that you might have seen in watching Winter Olympics. There's also a Sports Hall of Fame that's there as well. So there's this whole Olympic park. And yeah, it's just a big area where they during the Olympics, they did all the downhill ski jumps and everything like that. Anything that didn't have to be on a mountain was basically in this area. Oh, sure, sure. And for visitors that come there that maybe they want something a little bit more educational, right? They want to look at some of the indigenous people or some of like the old homes that are in the area. There's, I think, a couple of things like Fort Calgary and uh, Heritage Park Historical Village. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. There's Fort Calgary, there's, there's Heritage Park, and there's also the Glenbow Museum. Any of those three are kind of your your more traditional uh, museums that you can walk around with Fort Calgary and Heritage Park. Both are in their original buildings. I, I, I don't know all the history on them, but uh, they've been there forever. But within them, though, they're basically now museums. And uh, Glenbow is one of the, the options that you'll find downtown. And actually, even the other ones aren't that far from downtown. We, we have a, a river running through and they're, they're kind of long there. But um, all three kind of give you your more traditional museum of seeing the, the history of the city, the history of the province and such. Oh, that sounds great. So uh, we only have a few more minutes. And one thing that I really like to touch on is some of the local food that you can find in Calgary. Are there certain dishes that you're kind of known for or what are some of your favorite restaurants? Well, not so much dishes, but um, restaurants for sure. Uh, we have a big thing with drive-in burger places. Uh, there's Angel's Drive-In, there's Inglewood Drive-In, and then probably the most popular is Peter's Drive-In. Um, with all of them, they're just your your very classic burger joint <laughs> where you can get a burger and a milkshake, and uh, they're all great. Another place I really like is the Bow Valley Ranch Restaurant. It's uh, an old house from before 1900 that's been converted to a restaurant, and it's not too expensive. It's something you can can actually afford, even though it's a sort of a fancy-looking uh, house converted to a restaurant. Now, what type of food do they serve there? Normal things. They're not a, a steakhouse. Uh, it's, uh, can't think of anything right now, but uh, a lot, lot of comfort food kind of stuff. Uh, oh, okay. 
yeah, it it's a wide variety there. Okay. Now, like say like for dessert or breakfast, uh, what are some of like the best ideas for that? Well, where I've gone for dessert is actually a whiskey place, <laughs> but it's a whiskey and restaurant bar called uh, 118 Empire. It's a nice place to go to after dinner because it's downtown. It's just right outside the Calgary Tower. Oh, good. So what type of dessert should I get if I go to the 118 Empire? Uh, there's a few that are based around whiskey. I, I can't remember the names of them, but yeah, they'll, they'll have sauces and such with whiskey. I think I, you pretty much add whiskey to almost anything and it's yeah. going to make it a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we got the uh, dinner and dessert covered. What about breakfast? So there's this place called OEB Breakfast. I haven't been there, but I have heard a lot about it. It's uh, it's very popular. Um, I'm trying to remember where we were watching a comedian that was uh, at the Saddle Dome, our, our big arena where the, the Flames play. And uh, he mentioned it <laughs> as, as being something <laughs> that, that was such an obvious place that he had to go. And we hadn't realized. So we haven't been there yet, but it's supposedly big enough to attract kind of celebrity attention when, when they when they visit the city. Oh, that sounds cool. Uh, now, one thing that that uh, I was doing a little research, and you mentioned something called uh, the Selkirk Grill, and I think they have a couple of dishes that are really kind of geared the more traditional Canadian food, like something called bannock and butter. Yes, uh, so bannock is uh, a native food, um, sort of a, a flatbread, I believe. All right, all right, uh, that sounds good. Um, hmm, I'm just kind of looking through your notes a little bit more. We could go into uh, Drumheller, which is a bit of a drive out the other way. Okay, sure. So Drumheller is where the Royal Tyrell Museum is, and I believe it's one of the most popular museums related to dinosaurs. Uh, there's just a ridiculous amount of dinosaur bones that they find there, and uh, it's about an hour uh, east. So, well, we kind of mentioned you can go an hour west over to Banff into the Rockies. If you go an hour east, you you find this very impressive dinosaur museum. And you can do, um, like for the kids, you can do dinosaur digs and, and all sorts of things like that. Sure. And, and if you're looking for food, like we were just talking about, maybe you can find yourself a dino burger or something like that. Pretend like you're Fred Flintstone from back in the day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, Tom, I really appreciate you sharing so much about Calgary, but now it's time for the final countdown. So... If somebody only had time for one meal in Calgary, where should they go and what should they eat? So the Sky 360 restaurant is at the top of the Calgary Tower. They have various cuts of uh, grilled Canada certified Angus beef, so just various uh, good Alberta steaks. The reason I really want to recommend Sky 360 is because it gets you a free trip up the tower. So the restaurant's a little pricey, it's, it's fancy steak. But the fact that you're not paying the, uh, I think it's $18 each person to go up the tower, it kind of makes that actually pretty affordable. Uh, that sounds like a great idea. My friends that John and Bandit, they were talking about Seattle, they kind of said the same thing over the, at the Space Needle. Yeah, I, I think I've done that in Seattle too. The That's my tower uh, tip is, <laughs> is get, get to the restaurant. I, I did it in uh, Dallas as well. Oh, cool. Now you've been in Calgary a couple years anyways now. What's one of your most memorable stories of being there? In my case, it really was moving there. It felt like this nice, fresh place. Everyone was super friendly that we met. It was the first few weeks, there was a lot of exploring. Uh, uh, most of our restaurant eating that we did was in those those <laughs> first few weeks uh, while we were still getting set up. So it was just a good chance to check the city out. Yeah, absolutely. Like when we moved here to Nashville, 
I, I think we kind of uh, held off on opening the dishes for like for last. <laughs> that way we can have excuses to go out there and eat and check out some of the new places. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, when people are coming to Calgary, where's the happiest happy hour? Uh, there's a place called Bottle Screw Bills. They have a, a daily happy hour, different beers for $5 Canadian. But they also have a happy hour all day Sunday <laughs> where they where they also have uh, beers and Caesars. Uh, a Caesar is a Canadian drink that was actually invented here in Calgary. So uh, it's um, similar to a Bloody Mary, but uh, instead of tomato juice, they use Clamato. Uh, that's probably the, the simplest way to describe the difference. Okay. Yeah, I'm not really much of a Bloody Mary person, but I'm certainly all about drinking the beers. So uh, <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll save the Bloody Marys for my wife. She's into that. With Bottle Screw Bills, they actually have Calgary's largest beer selection, and there are a lot of them for $5. Nice. Hey, I'm going to be there for a while, I'm pretty sure now. (laughs) (laughs) So right on. Well, one of the things I always love to do when I travel is check out the local pepperoni pizza. What's the best place for pizza in Calgary? So I haven't had this yet, but everybody tells me that Gaga Pizzeria is the place to go. I have not had it, but I'm definitely interested. Normally, we just get the... uh, the local franchise uh, pizza here in Airdrie, but uh, we're, we're going to get downtown and try that pizza. Is it more of like a thin crust, a uh, thick crust? I believe it's more thin crust, a, l- a little more traditional. Well, maybe when I come up there, we'll have to go down there together. Sounds like a plan. Okay, cool. And so uh, I know you travel a lot, uh, if, if nothing else, or you at least go to a lot to the conferences that, that you and I both attend. What's uh, your best travel tip? For me, my biggest tip that I've really been getting into is using the app Award Wallet. Because you're right, when you're traveling a bunch, it, it just keeps everything together. It doesn't matter if I booked on booked a hotel on Expedia and a flight directly with the airline and all that. It, it brings it all into this one app, uh, keeps track of all your points. I've got way too many different points in, happening at different hotels and airlines and stuff that it's handy just to see it all in, in one spot. So that, yeah, Award Wallet's been a great app. Yeah, I've been using that app for, for years and years. And one thing I love that it does is it, one, it emails me every week telling me what, what balances have changed. And so it lets me know when I get new points and, and reminds me of the points I've been spending. And then also it, it alerts me whenever some of my points are going to expire because you know, we work really hard to earn all of our miles and points. Last thing you want to do is have them expire and, and not be able to use them. Yeah, that's a great point. Right on. Well, well again, uh, you know, Tom, thank you for coming on the show. We've been friends for, for years and years, mm-hmm. but the audience may not know who you are. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are and how people can connect with you online? Uh, yeah. So my blog's Maple Money, and I have a podcast called The Maple Money Show. The blog goes back over a decade now, making it one of the oldest and largest uh, personal finance blogs, especially for Canadians. There, there's certainly universal topics there for everyone, but uh, I think we're trying our, our best to be the most complete Canadian personal finance blog. Awesome. And so, uh, like you said, a lot of the things that you write about, yeah, maybe some of them are dedicated towards uh, people that are in Canada, but a lot of the concepts are universal. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you, uh, what's the best way? Is it like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? Uh, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter, uh, Maple Money Com, awkwardly, uh, <laughs> because I, <laughs> I couldn't get Maple Money. So so yeah, Maple Money Com on Twitter is probably the the best way to get a hold of me. And in the travel area, I actually normally will cover most of my trips, which includes down in the U.S. and everything too. Perfect. Well, we can definitely stalk you on social media now and, and reach <laughs> out to you whenever we are planning a trip to Calgary. Thanks for being on the show. It's been a pleasure learning all about Calgary. And uh, like I said, I, I want to come out there at least for a hockey game. And so now I know of all these other great things to do while I'm, while I'm in town. 
Thanks for having me on. All right, great. Well, we'll see you when we travel there. Big thanks to Tom for coming on the show and sharing his awesome tips for Calgary, Canada. Show him some love by visiting his site at maplemoney.com and following him on Twitter at maplemoney.com and on Instagram at TomDrakeCanada. I can't wait to attend the Calgary Stampede and hunt for dinosaur bones at Drumheller and explore the Telespark Science Museum with my family. And the daredevil inside me is excited to ride the Skyline Luge and experience the twists and turns on the world's largest luge track. Send me a tweet at WeTravelThere to share your favorite thing about Calgary, Canada. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Calgary. We want to say thank you to Clear for being our affiliate sponsor of today's episode. I hate waiting in line at airport security when I travel. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines so I can save time and get to the airport lounges quicker. We have a special limited time offer for listeners where you can get a free two-month trial of Clear when you use the link wetravelthere.com forward slash Clear. Sign up today and see how much time you can save. If you have any questions about an upcoming vacation, visit the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook for the best tips from travelers like you and me. Join us next time as we head to Juneau, Alaska to speak with Sarah Bornstein of A Suitcase Full of Books. We'll talk about the difference between a black and brown bears, how to visit a glacier, and Sarah's close encounter with a whale while kayaking. We hope to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 